right. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Racing Line podcast. We're up to episode 89 this week, and we are reviewing the uh, Dutch Grand Prix over the weekend. I'm joined tonight by Joey. Joey, what a race. Good evening, mate. What a fantastic, what a fantastic race we had this weekend. You had a great I mean, weekend, didn't you? Me. Because of the race, how good was it? It was probably, it was probably, not even probably, it was the best race of the year. Um, and I was trying to go, run through the races that we had this year that probably had that much excitement. Uh, it was probably, I think, in terms of the weekend package in hot, like as a whole, it was probably the best thing we've seen probably since, what was it? Like Melbourne? Merburgering 2019. Oh. I think that was, that was a great race. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, okay. In the rain as well. Yeah. I think th- I think this weekend was much better than Melbourne. Melbourne was good. I mean, Melbourne was Melbourne was a good race, mm. but I just think I think more than more so the way that the rain fell in both qualifying and the race, it was it was just an awesome spectacle of you know you had multiple like and by multiple I mean like three pit stops in the race. Yes, you so had, good. You know you had um, teams having to pull strategy on how wet was the track? How do we run this? We had some teams mm. going on wet, some teams going on into some drivers trying to survive on slicks for crying out loud. Um, Classic Lando, by the way. We'll get to that, but yeah. McLaren, McLaren and their uh, strategic calls in the, in the wet leaves, Horrible. Probably, leaves so much to be desired. It's like they become the Ferrari of wet weather strategy. But Ferrari um, out Ferrari themselves this week too. So, yeah, we'll get to that as well. Um, <laughs> that's that's like that's another one. But I think in general, just the like the the way that qualifying started wet, mm. the track was then drying, but wasn't drying quick enough. Like every stage of qualifying, sort of sort of had a different um, dampness to the track, different track temperature as well, uh, which I think was awesome to watch. Mm. And then there was a few results that I was really happy with. I was really happy with um, Pierre Gasly getting third place. I thought like the way that he raced uh, on the Sunday was fantastic. Um, that was his was best pretty... performance by far in Alpine. Oh, I, th- I think that was regardless of Alpine's win with, um, with the other fella, his name escapes me right now. That's how good he's been. That's how good he's been this year that you can't even remember his name. He's no, been no, Ocon. Yeah, I think um, like really that was that was probably the most competitive we've seen that Alpine in a long time. Mm. Um, so I was pretty chuffed about that as well. And then, I mean, Albon had a great weekend, and to get an eighth, I think, was a disappointment for them, which is saying something. Uh, McLaren looked great in qualifying. Looked pretty good in the race as well. I think they 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 um caused themselves more harm than anyone else, uh, and then a few other teams underperforming. So all in all, when people sort of say Formula One is a boring sport because Max keeps winning, I'm like, yeah, Max is winning. But every like even when you think about how how Checo's weekend unfolded, the reason Max is so dominant is because he's an absolute killer. And I think the way Checo performs should in, sort of enhance the way we look at him rather than mm-hmm. detract from it because Checo doesn't look like a world beater at the moment and he doesn't even qualify second. So, yeah, interesting, um, interesting weekend. 
I um sticking with Checo. I, I said it last year when they were both really dominant that when everyone else catches up, I can't see Checo still being that, you know, always coming in second. And I think he's qualifying. I think there was a stat. Out of the 13 qualies this year, he's failed to be in the top, in the front row like eight or nine times and he's missed Q3 a number of times, which I think is... I would say the word is unacceptable. I think mm. in general it's unacceptable. The Like we've said before, the great... Sort of great band-aid is that that car is so good. And he, like, even over this weekend, he didn't qualify that well. No. He, well, do you want to start talk? Do you want to start with Checo? We'll talk about we'll talk about him first. Yeah, yeah. What did it. you think about like in, t- in terms of qualifying? I thought qualifying was well, he got to Q3, which is a which is a thumbs up for him. So we should give him a tick for that. Um the 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 conditions weren't great. Uh, even in qualifying, but I, if Max is qualifying first by that much of a margin, I don't think there's any excuse for you to be seventh. Um, yeah, well, like well, I've said this before, right? Last year, everyone was up in arms about DR qualifying. I think he was average gap was like three or four tenths behind Lando. He's yeah. slow. He's lost it. He's shit. Blah blah blah. He was one point three seconds behind Max on the weekend in quali. Yeah. That is yeah. an eternity. There was a part in the race when after they bolted on, when Max bolted on his wets, that he was catching uh, catching Checo at a rate of three seconds a lap in the wet. And I'm like, yeah, that's it is wet and it's like treacherously wet. But that mm. is a that is talk about an eternity. Mm. That is ridiculous, especially on a track that's. In the dry one, one minute eleven. It's a short track as well. Mm. Three seconds. That's massive. Um, and yeah, that car is fantastic. Like we we've said, you know, so much about the car, but still, the 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 juxtaposition between how good Max has looked recently and just the, the mistakes that Checo keeps making. Mm. Um. I don't think they're going to move him, like I said a few uh, a few weeks ago. But he keeps making it harder and harder for himself, and I can just see the needle slowly moving. And they go, you know what? Hey, they might pull the pin. And where we thought they, when they've said they won't, it just, like we've still got half a season to go for him to to um to sort of implode. And then mm. there's another thing at play now, where I think he's going to get pissed off with the team because they're showing him no preferential treatment, even when he's leading the race, which I understand as well. But for a driver, when he goes, Hey, I'm first car in the queue. How come I'm getting pitted second? Um, what's the go? And they're just going to say, mate, we, we've got going to be three time world champion Mm. on a nine, you know, nine win streak. On his home Grand Prix. And his home Grand Prix, what do you think we're going to do? So I, I, I think, think things like that will, will start to compound. I think he will. they will pull the pin. Hell, even Helmet started this weekend talking his language changed around Checo, yeah. saying he is replaceable for 24, and if he doesn't fix his game, they, they might pull the pin. I think Liam Lawson's performance and I think yeah. taking one race in isolation, like we saw what happened with DeVries, taking one yeah. race in isolation isn't a good idea. But I think if Lawson performs again at Monza, 
for me, it's either DR or Yuki move up. And I think they'll take the, I don't think Yuki's in contention. I think they'll move DR up, get rid of Checo and put Liam Lawson in that Alpha Tauri. That's where I think, I think they're going. I think Danny, I think Danny breaking his hand or breaking his arm has given them a, um, and an even uh, another opportunity that mm. they probably didn't foresee using, but now that it's happened, um, like Liam Lawson didn't look great this weekend. He didn't look bad. And the crazy part was it's probably the worst conditions someone like anyone could ever be like really be thrown into. Mm. Um, well, I think that's it though, right? He didn't make any mistakes in the race in a, in a right, race, like, in, a, in a race that was so all over the place. His job is to finish the race and, mm-hmm. If you want to take it a step further, he finished in front of his teammate. Mm-hmm. So tick tick. Um, we saw a few drivers have, you know, problems in the wet. He put his head down, didn't finish last, beat his teammate. Um, so like, really, mm-hmm. if he can, I don't know how many races he's going to get until Danny Rick's arm is better. I would say at least a month he's yeah. going to get. So what, whatever races that is, is probably going to be. And definitely next weekend, and maybe mm. the race after. So he gets three races. They, he's, I think Red Bull have been given a free kick to do whatever they want for next year. And uh, you know, as a team with having probably the most ruthless mm. ethos on the grid, they're more likely than not going to take whatever they think is going to be the best, you know, decision of performance for next year. So for Checo, like we said he's in a lose-lose position because for him coming second is well, probably the minimum. Mm-hmm. Um, and every time he doesn't, you know, make Q3, makes a mistake in the race, um, gets a pe- gets a penalty coming into the, you know, which relegates him from the end of the race. Stuff like this is just going to keep getting highlighted. And he, <laughs> he might win a race and people are going to say he should. He's in mm-hmm. the same car as Max. You know, so I think he's in a lose lose at the moment. It's a yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a slippery, very slippery slope. Um, what did you think of the two time world champion, mate? He's a, he's on another level. I think um, as good as that car is, and as good as that car is performing, I don't know if another driver other than maybe Fernando other than maybe Lewis could be getting the same results or performing to the same level. I don't think any anyone else on that grid, and I'm the biggest Daniel fanboy, Daniel couldn't be doing what Max is doing. I think he's just on another level right now. I think he's definitely sitting in a sweet spot where everything has sort of come uh, come together around him. Um, and, yeah, that the way that he's driving that car or the way that, the way that you can see him driving the car compared to Checo, and maybe Checo is the wrong measuring stick to use because mm. if we were to put like Norris or George Russell, mm-hmm. maybe even uh, Charles in the car with him, we might get uh, sort of a more apples for apples comparison. Whereas we don't, Checo could definitely just be over the hill now. Mm. Um, and he, maybe the car is actually papering over the cracks. Um, but just the juxtaposition of, you know, he just gets to the front, puts his head down, builds these unassailable leads. Um, there was a part in the race yesterday where he stayed out on the inters a lap for too long 
but had mm. such a commanding sort of lead that it wasn't he you know, he didn't have to sweat it. Uh, stuff like I, I I think it was when they came in onto the inters the second time that yeah lap, lap sixty whatever it was. Um, you know, it's just he's he's in that he's in, he's in that Schumacher or Hamilton mode when they were you know just mowing through through championships and the only thing that's going to stop them is a a rule change or themselves getting bored and wanting another challenge. Um, and, and he seems and that type to want another challenge. Mm. Yeah, I think he I think he definitely seems that type to want another challenge. But he also said something very interesting this weekend, which was. You don't get many championships that are a walk mm. in the park like how it is now. Not a walk. He didn't say walk in the park, but he said like where they come together, like how it's coming together now. Mm. Um, you might get one or two in your career. Uh, so he wants. To, he said, "I, I want to make the most of it because I don't know, you know, what's going to happen in the future." And you know, Formula One is such a fickle sport. You can go from world champion to, like world champions to mid pack team off one rule change, like we've seen it so many times with Red Bull themselves with Ferrari, with uh, Mercedes more recently now. Um, but, like, the word I always that always comes to me is that he just looks imperious. Mm. And to, you know, get that to get that uh, record-equaling win of Vettel's at home in front of the um, Dutch crowd, super party atmosphere, um, no one left even after that down four at the end of the race. Like, it was still chock-a-block. Uh, what a, like... I know a lot of people don't like him. I just I'm finding less and less not to like about him because I mean I suppose he'll probably get to that stage where we think of him like Lewis when after Lewis's championships. But he doesn't talk as much. So there's less mm. stuff for him to grind your gears about because you don't you don't hear from him that much. And then when you hear from him, he always has uh, he always speaks about the challenges that him and the sort of team mm. uh, have faced, but not from a sort of uh, like windy or mm. you know, not windy, uh, like windy or sort of, you know, meta way. He just sort of says it how it is. Uh, and I think it just grinds people's gears less, I suppose. Yeah. Look, I liked him a lot less when he was younger. I couldn't stand him when he was younger. Yeah, he's, he's he was definitely little... matured heaps. Yeah. And yeah, like, Lewis annoys me. Lewis was really annoying. I enjoyed, when he was Lewis. I enjoyed Lewis when he was younger. Yeah. I see. It was the, it's the opposite for me. Same. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. But I, I think Max, he's matured. Um, he may be a little arrogant, but I think you have to be to be that good. Like, I don't think you can be as good as what he is at the moment without being having that little bit of arrogance. I, I think he's, he's doing a, a great job, and I'm not sick of him winning at the yeah. moment. So yeah, yeah. I think that's a testament it'll, it'll to it. Yeah, it probably it'll will. I wasn't sick of Lewis on, after he had won his third championship, like when he was winning his third championship at Mercedes. And now that he's not winning as much anymore, I actually am not. Uh, it's so funny how it changes. Like mm. I was, I remember, I remember, uh, and Alonso the year Alonso lost his two, you know, two streak. By that stage, I was sick of Alonso winning. Um, and then the same thing happened with Hamilton uh, and I'm sure the same thing will happen with Verstappen but it just hasn't got to that stage yet yeah but I think what, everyone's what was, what was your uh, mm. 
What was your thoughts on Alpine this weekend? Gasly looked a lot better. Um, Ocon, I don't know how 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 do I say this? I don't know if Ocon is justifying an, a contract extension at this stage. Um, his contract's up at the end of next year. I think he's kind of in the same boat as Stroll, not as bad as Stroll. Don't get me wrong. Oh, we'll get to Stroll. He's, yeah. I heard something different this weekend. <laughs> I think I know where you're going with that. But is, is he the guy to be alongside Gasly to push that team forward? And I don't know if Ocon – he's been in the team now for what? Since 2019, I think he signed when Daniel was still there. Well, other than the one RC win that he got and a couple of podiums, like what has he really achieved with that team? Whereas Gasly's been there for half a year and he already seems to be outperforming him. Um, I would like to look at their head-to-head. I might pull it up now. Um, I, th- I thought... Even Ocon this weekend was pretty good. I think during the race itself, he got a bit gypped um, in terms of uh, probably they, they played a pretty ballsy um, strategy in terms of putting him on, he, putting him on the wets for that um, second pit stop early. Mm. And then unfortunately it sort of went tits up for him because they red flagged the race Um yeah, because you can't you can't race in the, the wet these days. Well, it was it was because of the um, what's his name, Joe's crash, and I can understand why they called a red flag because of Joe's crash because it's going to take some time to move that car. Mm. Um, and I think that, I think there's a few things at play, um, but I think in general the fact that they've I think that's what two double points finishes in a row for them now. Um, Without Otmar. Here we- we, oh, yeah, without Otmar. <laughs> like, can you look at their results from this year? Probably Ocon, pretty even. 34 points, Gasly 31. Yeah. Um, race race finishes, they're 5-5 five, five each, qualifying 7-5 to Gasly. Fastest laps, 9-3 to three to Gasly. Um, that's what I'm saying, right? Laps, o- Ocon's laps in the there. top 10. Ocon's got more laps in the top 10, and they've both got best results, with which are third. But um, I guess what I'm like, Gasly's only been there for half a year and he's already performing to the same level as someone who's been in that car for five years. Yeah, but I think this is on the flip side, this is the best car that they've given any of their drivers. Oh, well, last really. year was pretty good. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't, I don't think, I think last year's car looks better than at, at the moment because that team has had just such an unfortunate string of luck as well this year. Mm. Um, and that's not, that's like you make your own luck qualify better, I suppose. Uh, but in terms of like how the head, like I, my, my view on Ocon is um, if he, if he stays around and about the performance of that Gasly gives you this year and next year, hundred percent keep him. Um, if, you know, the thing <laughs> If he falls like substantially below, I would say then think about moving him on. But if you're trying to build yourself into a championship team, it probably is better to have a driver hierarchy 
And if Gasly is to take that top spot he, and Ocon is close or close enough, like really the best thing about those two drivers is, is that because they're so close, you can tell um, when it's, uh, you know, when upgrades on the car are, are working for the betterment mm. of the car, I suppose. Um, and like I've said a few times, I think uh, sort of like also how McLaren was when their car was shit. Uh, Alpine have to fix the problems in that car and in, in the way that the team, you know, is running before they start thinking about getting rid of drivers. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just well, think like this, team... week, this weekend, I, I thought they looked in, in race trim and they mm. they looked really good at Silverstone as well. As well. And um, Gasly got hit off by, a car, I think it was Sonoda. I can't remember who hit him off. Probably oh, no, Stroll. It was Stroll. <laughs> the Stroll and um, Yeah. But I think this weekend, same thing as well. Like The way that they were racing through the pack, the way that their tyres lasted, they probably had a few uh, calls in pit strategy that were left you know, up in the air. I think a lot of teams had that as well. Mm. But the way that they were able to race through the pack um, gave me a lot of hope for that team, especially when the, once everyone's new tyres sort of started to wear out, they mm. had really good pace on those on those worn tyres. Um at a track that sort of you need a bit of both. You need straight line speed, which they have. You need aero. Oh, apparently you needed aero, but Williams didn't seem to need it. Um, <laughs> Williams, which they, which, which they also had. I have. We'll get to them later, but I have no idea what the philosophy of that race car is anymore because that did not make. Oh, it made somewhat sense, but I just so think odd. Alex is outperforming it, mate. That's all. I, yeah, I don't think he was. I don't think he's outperforming. I just think he's. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, for Alpine, mm. I think pushing on to the second half of the year. First of all, great points for them, third place. You know, and then I think Ocon got ninth. He, I think he ended up getting tenth. So he got mm. a, a, a nice lonely point uh, for the team. But in terms of the way that he was racing in that race, probably deserved a bit more. Um, probably call a bit of a better strategy, I'd say, next time. But it looks like they're finally getting, you know, somewhat of their stuff together, which is better for the sport. Speaking of uh, calling better strategies, mm. our local, our, one of our local boys and his uh, papaya army and their strategy calls in the wet, mate, what's going on there? There was, there was so many bad calls in this race. And to to call them bad calls, I feel I feel sort of like an imposter because I, I have no idea what it takes to make a call in mm. a Formula One race. But I'm sitting at home, half the world away, and I can see that half the track is flooded. It's, yeah, how these teams can't see it and they're sitting there <laughs> baffles me. It absolutely baffles me. To be like, oh, we can like even even my beloved Williams team. It's like, all right, we went round, we went round an extra lap. The rain is definitely there, but now we're not gonna, you know, we're just gonna persevere with it. And then in four laps, you've lost about fifty seconds. Oh. So guys, like, like, and it was it wasn't just them. Like, there's so many teams that had these daft calls. Look out the pit box, and you can see the sky is black. But like. You know? 
McLaren has a history of this. Like they need to sort their wet weather strategy out. <laughs> like honestly, like it just do do the opposite of what you think. But like they did it with both cars. Like at least yeah. roll the dice yeah. and and bring one in. They had great race pace this weekend. They had um, really good like uh, sort of tire preservation as well this weekend. The car looked like it was really fast, and they left with probably peanuts. Oh, they yeah, they they left with peanuts. Like they for, for what they could have got with the pace that they had. Um, I think as a team, and 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 here's the thing: from where they started this year, getting a double point, you know, double mm. points finishes so much better than what they probably could have dreamed of. But, you know, the... The goalposts yeah, have moved. You know, the goal point, the goalposts have definitely moved, especially if the qualifying that they mm. run. Um, but how good... Back, how, like, like, like what you said, though, split up your car strategy. There's no point, you know, both both cars suffering. How good did Oscar look, though, when he came back out? I've... I think... Like I think it's a testament to Oscar this year. I have forgotten that he's a rookie. Hundred percent. You know he's he's been unfortunate. I think the team have screwed him a few times now. Um, it's a team sport. It is what it is. But in terms of what you're seeing from him as a driver, pulling off moves, I think he had this awesome move around the outside on one of those mm. um, on the banking on was the, it on the banking corners. Um, <laughs> Just you know, pulling off stuff, he looks like a like a total pro. You can see, you can really see between him and I think uh, like a driver like Logan Sargent, mm-hmm. someone who coming out of F two is the final product ready for the big time, and mm-hmm. someone who's more of a more of a project who's going to need more time to sort of be ready for the big time. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think the addition that he's having on that team in terms of a expectations of, you know, resetting the goalposts, the way he speaks about races, the intelligence that he sort of speaks about. I can only see him as an asset to that team. Do um, you, do you see Red Bull making a move for him eventually? Cause I do with Mark, um, Webber, with the Mark Webber connection. To be honest, if Red Bull was to make a move for anyone at McLaren, I'd still expect them to make a move for Lando. Um, yeah, I don't realistically, know. Realistically, Lando is still performing better in every session, like pretty much to Oscar, and it is close, and he's been there for a longer time. Mm-hmm. Um, so you would expect him to as well. But could I see Oscar going to Red Bull? Why not? I think he's definitely made of the right minerals. I, I genuinely think 2026. He's having a great rookie year. I, I think a fantastic rookie year. With the Mark Webber connection, I think Daniel goes to Red Bull until 26 when the new regs come in and Oscar moves across to um, Red Bull. How long is his contract? Because I know one thing that that um, Mark Webber's not going to do, he's not going to put him in a you know, a, a life of servitude kind of contract that Norris no. is on. No, 100%. Um, they're going to be... play, you know, the short safe game. Um, I... So in, in that respect, I reckon he probably might be in a in, in, a, in a perfect position to pounce when that happens. Mm. I, I genuinely think Mark 
And, and Christians admitted it. He said that um, they made a massive mistake not taking on Oscar as it is one of the junior drivers because they looked at him and they thought, no, we'll pass. But I think of all the teams who have made a mistake for Oscar, it's Alpine. Oh, yeah, 100%. You know, as, 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 as easy as it might be to say now, I would I would really I would love to see what he could have done in that car at the start of the year when it was actually a, mm, you know gun. it's been it was, when it was a better car than what McLaren had because even now compar- comparable to the McLaren it's probably they're probably pretty close they're probably closer than what we think um, and for the fact that McLaren have got him uh, and he's he's fitted like he's fitted like a glove. Mm. So my only yeah, concern, my only concern is uh, that he becomes another Australian that shows a lot of promise and doesn't deliver. But well, what's, what's the question really is like, what is delivering a world championship? Because, yeah. It, that, that is delivering, but, Realistically, is it delivering? We like haven't had one. We, have, we haven't had one since 1980. We need one. But let's put it in context. The fact that we have every one of our drivers who goes to a Formula 1 seems to at least win races. When you look at, you know, drivers from Japan, drivers from the States, mm-hmm. drivers from some European countries, um, I think we're. I think we push. Like, I don't think the expectation should be world championships. I'd love it for it to be world championships, but the fact that if you can snag a couple wins, maybe get ten wins. If you can get ten wins as a Formula One driver, you're in such elite company with that many wins. I, um, yeah, like if, I, I would if, say that is it. Like is, is Danny Rick? Has Danny Rick been a success? How many drivers on the grid have got as many wins as Danny Rick? Bottas. Maybe five. Bottas, um, Max, Lewis, Lewis, Fernando. And I think that's it. Because Checo's only got Maybe Checo. five. Checo's got five. Yeah. What's Danny Rick got? Seven. Who? Danny Rick. What's he got? Five, seven. Eight. Eight. Okay. Um, Checo's so, got, uh, Leclerc's got maybe five as well. But the thing, the thing okay. with Danny Rick is, we all thought he was going to win a championship when Red Bull delivered that car because he was winning races in that thing that didn't deserve to win races, and then he up and left. Yeah, he... but look, look, look whose competition was. Yeah, I'm not saying he would have won the championship with Max there, but he could have had bloody 15 race wins at this point. Yeah, but does does. Having nine wins to fifteen wins really change the way that you're looked at. No, but for I think I would say no. I think for Daniel, the difference between Daniel and Oscar, and as I said, biggest Daniel fan. Difference between the two of them is Oscar won F four, F three, F two. Oscar, he's come through. Is in a- and everyone wants him kind of thing. Oscar is in a group that, you know, is unheralded. I don't even think Max did it, what Oscar's done. I think it was only what George and George. Leclerc. But 
the one thing I will say is look at both those races. They like they've both come to Formula One. Neither mm. have really been close to a championship. Um, so this, the circumstances and the situations are so are so important. Having I, said that, I, what you it, say is he the way he came into the, yeah. the whole thing. We've never had a driver come in Mm-mm. and be that heralded, I suppose, which is definitely I, true. I think the biggest difference between George, Charles, and Oscar. Those two were tied to Mercedes for George, so he was always going to the top team, and Charles has always been a Ferrari driver. Oscar broke apart from his academy straight away, so I think he's one of those that is going to go for the top car, regardless of who he's tied with. So he'll make that killer move, whereas I don't think George or Charles will. I think they're going to stay loyal to their teams. Yeah, I I, I definitely agree with that, and I also think... Mark Webber is going to be the kind of guy who's going to mm-hmm. um, very much be, sort of teach him, or not teach him, steer him clear of the mistakes that probably set him back in his career as well. Um, don't follow the Danny Rick or Fernando Alonso no, I, school I, of I, thought. I, I, I want to see nothing more than to see Oscar be a world champion. Mm. I just think, like, if Formula One is such a fickle sport to, mm. to for that to be your expectation. I don't think, let's put it this way, mm. the th- those three drivers, Charles, George, and Oscar, I only think there's room for maybe one or two of them to be a world champion. Yeah, Not all of them are going to get there. So would would their careers be failures if that was the case? Um, no, I'm not saying failures. I just think... You look like a, you've got a driver like Mika Hakkinen. If McLaren never de- delivered those amazing cars for two years um, in the nineties, would his career have been a failure up until that stage? No, not, not or, yeah. Or even like Damon Hill in, when he got that lucky that year in the Williams when it was the best car. Like it's Damn. you can't you can't. Uh, I think being there and like longevity in itself. Is is such a is is a success? It's just what level of success are you going to get to? I guess what I'm what I'm trying to get at is I want I want an Aussie to win a world championship. We thought Daniel was going to do it. He didn't. We did. Mark, Mark was close, but never did. And Oscar's come in with all this hype. I think that the hope is there that he will eventually. But we'll see. Imagine if Oscar's a driver who brings brings back McLaren to their former glory. What a story. <laughs> Look, mate, fingers crossed. That's that's a win-win for me. Let's um, talk about my favourite team on the grid, the team that keeps on giving. Ferrari. The team that no matter what they change, they still say the same. No matter what they do, they can't stay out of their, you know, can't stay out of their own way. The one and only... Forza Ferrari. My goodness. My goodness. And and, and this is from a weekend where the, when one of the cars came fourth. Or was it fifth? Uh, fifth. 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 Because, so yeah. Fifth. Yep. So one of the cars had a pretty decent weekend. But come on, guys. Come on, guys. What team, when it is raining outside, 
doesn't have tires at the ready for when their driver enters the pit lane. I where, did, were, where were tires? Where were I they? Did, I did see this. Uh, I read something about this. So the decision to come into the box was made last second, right? I understand that. Hold on. Last, this. last second. And last the, de- second. the decision yeah. was the time we're going to lose in the box looking for tires is going to be less than the time we lose going around again. But, but these guys are paid a lot of money to make these decisions. Surely when you look outside and go, it's raining, maybe we should get some, I don't know, green strut tires out ready just in case. Like my question is, my question is, why did they need to look for them? Surely they're in the mouth of the in the mouth of the garage. Ferrari. Surely. This is what I'm saying. Like I understand Charles that he said, I called it as I was entering the pit lane. I know the pit lane is slow. But the guys who get the wheel got the who get to the um take the wheels off, they were there. Surely the tires are somewhere close to there. I might not be a genius, but I know that those mis- that, that is the kind of mistake that you know you know how I know that you can do it because Checo came in a lap before and his tires are ready. He didn't lose any time. So when Checo came in a lap before and put on his inters, someone at Ferrari didn't say, "Have the inters ready, lads. We're going to be we're going you know there's there is no excuse for it." And when I mean no excuse, I mean there is no excuse for any of the teams, but especially a team like Ferrari. And when we say they're not game ready, they have bad strategy calls. It is getting to it. Well, it has gotten to a stage. Not even getting to a stage. It has gotten to a stage where heads have to start rolling mm-hmm. because a team that is worth that much money and um, has that much of a following. You cannot have these mistakes. That does. I'd rather than. I'd, it's unacceptable. Do you think? I, I think I think Carlos is is out the door. He's got one foot out the door already. He's looking for something else. I think Either. I think Carlos will leave. I mean, that's, that, if, if, that's, if that's what you're saying, then that's what I'm saying. I think Carlos 100%. has had enough. He's tied till the end of next year. I think he's already looking. We've already heard the rumors about Audi, and that makes sense. Andreas Seidel's there. Makes total sense. Who who in the top echelon of drivers looks at Ferrari and goes, they're a promising prospect? The only driver who looks at Ferrari and says, that is a step up for me, Albon. is Albon. And maybe one of the drivers at Alpine if they get kicked out. Other than that, other than that, there is no one on the grid that will be unless unless they're trying to unless it's Lewis. Unless it's Lewis trying to rebuild the team, which I don't think he's wants to do, is you know, young enough to do anything like that. They are they are becoming so quickly a joke. They are they they're kicking themselves. They're they're like they're kicking themselves out of the you know the young prospects market. He, I just had this thought. They've had they've got a they've got a history of this. They bring back Kimmy. They bring back they take it Fernando Alonso twice. They've 
They've always got an older driver. Do you think they, they didn't take Fernando twice? That was McLaren, my boy. McLaren, yeah, sorry. But he was there when he was a bit older. They've always got an older yes. driver. Do you think yeah. that they look at Daniel and they go, marketable, doesn't crash the car, we'll get results. It will be happy to play second fiddle. I'm not saying it will, but do you, could you see they, that as an option? They might look at him, but Danny Rick might say, <laughs> this Alpha Tauri is getting 50% Red Bull parts next year. I'll take my chances. Like that's that's what that's what I'm getting at. Like the hundred percent. Even even this is this is going to be mental. When I'm when I see Albon right now, right, mm-hmm. and I go and I'm looking at the trajectories of both teams, I'm going. This guy used to work at Mercedes. You know, we're making quick improvements. I'm the you know I'm the center of this team. We've outraced Ferrari in a couple of races. We're pretty close to them. At some tracks, if I, you know, by the time next year rolls around, um, I might be able to swindle them for some more money, and you know, some, some, you know, a few decent upgrade packages. But by the time next year comes around, I reckon, and as unlikely as it might seem, those, those that thought process has to be taking place. Has to be. Don't you? You can't say that the way that that, that car is. You know, the way that the drivers talk about that car, the way that the teams keep making mistakes, it's like who's ahead, who, who's who's in charge of the loony uh, of the asylum, you know, kind of thing. It's just the comedy of errors. It, it, I'd it, rather my team be te- terrible with a terrible car than a car that shows glimpses, but <laughs> on any given weekend, some part of that team fucks up. It it. It doesn't make sense. Like a team that big with that much resources, that much money should not be this shit. No, constantly excusable. And and the other thing is the drivers aren't bad. I think they both have faults. Mm -hmm. And I think, I think one of Leclerc's biggest faults is getting highlighted more and more so with the with probably the one of the faults of that car and mm-hmm. i think he's not helping him like he's not helping the team by constantly crashing these cars um and i think there's no excuse for it because science has definitely slowed down the way on the amount of crashes he is having in that car as well um but like as a team there's faults in Carlos's performances this year. There's faults in Charles's performances this year. There's faults in the pit. Uh, there's t- faults in the strategy. There's faults in the pit. You know, in, in pit stops. There's probably faults above in terms of bringing upgrades to the car that haven't seemed to work. You know, they've had a pretty decent upgrade that hasn't brought. I think I've seen something. One of they're the only team, like one only. I think that one of there's only two teams that have gone back from the start of the year, and one of them is Ferrari, and I think the other one is Haas. They're the only two teams that have lost time to to Red Bull from the start of the year. Maybe Aston crazy. in that group too. No, I think yeah. Aston is closer, but everyone else has leapfrogged them. Mm, yeah, but, okay, um, so you see. Because like Alonso was finishing, still thirty five seconds behind. Max with, with yellow flags at the start of the year. 
So for everyone to be closer, except Ferrari, and they've apparently had like a one-tenth, I think between one and two-tenths of a second on average, slower than they were at the start of the year. I mean, it's, like you know, I said it before, it's un- unacceptable. But you know what we've got to look forward to? Monza. Monza, where the pressure's on. <laughs> <laughs> the pressure's on, man. <laughs> That's my favourite. They they can't they can't get the anything right. On. And then we go to Monza. It's, yeah, it's going to be excellent. It's, it's going to be... It's going to be... Um, Williams for a top five. Mate, I was about to ask you for some predictions. So I think you're right. I think Albon could be pushing for a top five on that track with that car. I think this is going to sound crazy, and I know it's going to sound crazy, but I'm going to say it anyway. I reckon Albon might be on for a podium. Not not, Not even joking. I know a lot of things have to go his way. But if there's one if there's one track that that car is built for, you know, because we know now that it performs well in the rain and it performs well down a straight. Um, so whether it's raining or not, I think that car is going to be great lightning next weekend. If you had said to me in 2021 that Daniel Ricciardo was going to win Monza in a McLaren, I would have laughed at you. So I'm not I'm not discounting anything. Yeah. Because the McLaren oh, had similar think... characteristics. It was I very, I, I'm not very slippery. Say, I'm not going to say he's going to win. No. But I'm yeah. taking a few things in, into consideration. I'm going to take hmm. into consideration Checo will probably do something stupid. Out in Q3. <laughs> Who knows what he'll do? In the race, he might do something stupid, but... I'm going to say podium because it's, you know, it's it's a wild prediction. But in terms of, I, th- I think, like, if everything, if they can execute a good game plan, top five is definitely on the cards for that car. Mm-hmm. I agree. 100%. 100%. Um, anything else prediction-wise? Um, Max's winning streak comes to an end. Well, have you seen the statistic? The last five years, the person that's won Monza the year before has always DNF the year after. It wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me. And what wouldn't surprise me if it was like a, a corner one, lap one incident. Mm. Like the, that first corner of restarts, if there's a safety car, off the start of the race, it can can be such a lottery. You, you, someone four cars back, all they have to do is, you know, miss their braking zone. You know, some strolling ball hits three cars. You know, it wouldn't it wouldn't be hard. But I'm just going to say, it is hard to win nine races in a row. Mm-hmm. The statistics would say, well, it's it's hard for a team to win every race in a year. So the statistics would say that he. That it has to come to an end sooner rather than later, and you know why not? Why not? Hundred percent, hundred percent. I think uh, the strolling ball or the tennis ball after the rumors this week could uh, do some yeah, damage off that start. Yeah, like to play yeah, tennis. Yeah. 
Is it to play tennis, like semi-professionally, yeah. or just to go home and play tennis? <laughs> professionally, he wants to. He wants to play tennis professionally. Apparently, I think it's bullshit, but oh, yeah, that's goodness. that's the rumor. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think McLaren will be strong this weekend with with their car. Yeah, I think I think there's going to be a few cars that I think will be strong. Like obviously, the Red Bulls will be strong. The Alpine, the Alpines will be strong. The McLarens will be strong. Albon will be strong. Hopefully. Uh, Sergeant is also strong, um, so I probably shouldn't say podium is on the cards, but I, I do. I believe, like I think, this weekend we saw on pace, Albon probably should have had had the pace to come sixth, probably even fifth if he if he hadn't if he hadn't stayed on those wet tires, those dry tires during the wet, he probably would have even been ahead of um, science. I think so, Williams. I think Williams and Alex are looking at this weekend, going, "This is our chance for the best result of the year, hundred percent." Yeah, and I think they should. I think they should be. Like, I think Spa sort of fell apart for them. They made a few hmm. mistakes, and the weather wasn't great. But this, this is this is the track that is built for that car. I, this I love is the this Monaco track. of the Williams car. I love this track. I I love watching it. I hate racing it. Every it's a boring track to race, yeah, hundred percent. But every year it throws up good racing. Yeah, and every I think, year. I think we're on a. I think we're on a great, you know, sort of run of form for races as well. Where you know the study was very negative. Anthony was putting mm. in his negative Nancy predictions every weekend. Ever since you know he's left us, the racing's looking up. Never wanted, to, never want him to come back. You know, <laughs> you know, take you know, take this good run of form. And let's extend it for as long as possible. Um, so yeah, I realistically we only got three more days before we see cars on track, which is mm-hmm. awesome. Hopefully we have another banging race. I don't think we need rain for it to be a great race at Monza as well. Please um, don't rain. I'm sick of it. I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't say no because it still adds something. But a, a slight drizzle, not not rain, rain. Yeah, like a, a, a mid a mid race smack yeah. and smattering, and you need to change tires. Yeah, that's fine. But when it pours and they red flag the race, no, thank you. Or they delay the no. start, no, thank you. So, I think we'll leave it there, mate. Fair call. Um, thanks for jumping on, everyone. Thanks for listening. Keep liking, subscribing, all that jazz. Uh, jump on the YouTube's and watch us on on our channel. Our subscriber list is slowly getting more voluptuous so uh continue to continue to do what you're doing joey mate thanks for jumping on saucy word yeah very saucy saucy way to end the pod um and yeah looking forward to the temple of speed this weekend mate it's not gonna be a long wait till next week buddy thanks mate see ya